Break It Down, a ScanSource podcast brought to you by Cisco. On this podcast, we take complex tech topics and break them down for the non-tech listener with your hosts, Gabby, Ian, and Kyle. It is another edition of Break It Down, ScanSource podcast, and the crew is back together again. Kyle, Gabby, how we doing? Hello, Ian. We're doing great today. Looking sparkling, shiny, bright. Actually, I look like I'm in witness protection today. I can't get the lighting right in here. <laughs> we need to get you a ring light. Yeah. yeah. Or, better yet, we could get you a virtual background. How about that? How about we just apply a filter? That's what we're here today to talk about. It's kind of a wide-ranging subject matter. But I think it has a lot of recent applications and a lot of cool tie-ins, things we've talked about previously. Hello, augmented reality. That's right. And that is, we are talking today about video filters. So virtual backgrounds, board backgrounds, how Gabby uses Instagram filters to make her food pictures look better. (laughs) I didn't think I was going to go there. Not expecting (laughs) that one. (laughs) Yeah. So... Kyle, let's start where we always start, buddy. When did people start using video filters? Yeah, so this is this is a sort of new technology in the professional space. It's been around since 2018. WebEx added the feature in uh, June 2020, being virtual backgrounds or background blurring. But it's also, as you alluded to, it's also been in social media for about the same amount of time people that are taking pictures and want to touch up pictures before they post it, apply color palette filters or, you know, the silly things like putting googly eyes on your picture before you send it out in Snapchat. So all of that stuff's rooted in the same bit of technology. Like I said, the professional uses of it very recent, the last three years or so, social media, probably right around. I go back to Instagram. I got pictures from 2012 that I threw filters on. Oh, yeah? Filters yeah. were the rage in 2012. Those like, are color filters. Yep. Oh yeah. I mean, I, these these are not good pictures. So, all right. So it's been it's more recent. My personal like anecdotal experience with how quickly this has developed. In I feel like it, it's truly been a called a silver lining of the pandemic. How about that? In that I remember going to Cisco Partner Summit November 2019. And they had a main stage presentation where they had a call with some people in Sweden and they were in a lab and they had all this craziness behind them, a a very distracting mess. And they were like, oh, that's, you know, you have a lot behind you. And the lady clicked something on her video endpoint and the background blurred. And I remember going, whew, that's pretty cool. Yeah. And then they're like, oh, we can't see what's behind you in that lab anymore. And she goes, how do you know I'm in a lab? And she clicked another button and behind her turned into a boardroom. And I was like, boy, oh boy, is that futuristic. And Kyle, that was two years ago. And now we have people creating their own. We have thousands of different versions and and things. We had a podcast we used to do called Don't Change the Channel. We interviewed a guy named Richard Bliss. We had figured out how to have a video background that sunk up to where he could wave to people and talk to people and the lighting was accurate to where he was. I mean, they have come a long way into years. Yep. Yep. 
you said the right word in there too, which is uh, removing the distraction. That's really the key behind why the professional version of this exists. Obviously, in the in the social media world, it's all about making yourself look better. But in the professional world, removing the distractions from behind you and helping focus your audience on what's relevant, you or whatever you're presenting, if you are in a lab or a demonstration environment, that's the key. And that's why this technology has been adopted so rapidly now. We're, I would say, not still in pandemic mode, but we are still in remote work mode. And having anything in your background, uh, kids running into the room or dogs walking by or Gabby's boyfriend headed from room to room. It can be distracting if you're trying to have a, have a meeting or a conversation. So having a video as your background, that's really cool. And it's really cool if it's done right. So let's talk a little bit about how it works, because I think what's important for this episode is that we're not talking green screen. Green screens have been around for a long time. You think the weatherman that's a background image. The weatherman's standing in front of a green screen, and the technology has existed for quite a while to take an image, a digital image, and replace the color green or the color blue, whatever's selected, with another image. And now we're talking about replacing anything, like your really cool cow in your background. We could replace that whole thing, and it's got a bunch of different colors in it. We're replacing it with a background image or or, a, or, or it. So... We're not talking green screens, but green screens make virtual backgrounds better. That's right. Or just like even a plain wall makes it better. So here's how it works. I'll I'll try to keep it short. But if you think of any image, you're all familiar with resolutions, 1080p or 4K when we talk about TVs. Those resolutions indicate how many pixels are in the image. So a 4K image is about 8 million pixels. Uh, 1080p image is just over 2 million pixels. And a pixel is a dot or a box or a square or whatever that creates the image. So if you think of a piece of graph paper, it's just nothing but boxes, white empty boxes. If you start coloring those things in with different colors, you can make an image. You can make art. People, that's (laughs) think of Super Mario Brothers, the first one. It's very boxy, very pixely. So That technology now in 2021, we're talking about 4K images, you have 8 million pixels making up one single image. And oh, by the way, that image is not stagnant. It moves. And so those 8 million pixels update very rapidly. So that's the technology that we all buy as consumers. So if you think of any image, your image on a WebEx meeting or your image on Snapchat, the background that you're trying to eliminate the technology to determine whether or not it's the background is what has come so far. So it used to be the green screen world, the technology, the software only had to look for that color green. And if it saw it, it went, that's not supposed to be there. I'm going to replace it. If it was the very first pixel in the top left-hand corner of the image, that's pixel one. If it was green, it would replace pixel one from the green screen with pixel one of the image. And then you go to pixel two. Is it green? Yes, no. Replace it all the way around, 8 million times. So imagine how much processing power that takes if you were actually doing a comparison of every single pixel. Are you green? Are you not? Are you green? Are you not? That would take a long time. And if you remember the green screen days, if you were wearing a green shirt, your green shirt got replaced with the image. If you were wearing a striped shirt, the stripes might get replaced. It was really fun 
to play with that technology. And now you see in movies, you will have people participating in the scene that are wearing like full blue suits because they go back after the fact and remove that color from the image and replace it with a background image. So anyway, that's the green screen world or the single color replacement world. What we experience now with blurred backgrounds or virtual backgrounds is much more complex. It, it involves a technology called semantic segmentation, but it's just a, it's an algorithm that software runs. It looks at the image. Ian is sitting very still right now, so his would be really easy to determine where Ian's head and shoulders stop because he looks like a human. So the software knows what a human head should look like, and it can quickly determine the edges of a head or shoulder or hand because they're well-formed objects. And so what it's doing, this segmentation is doing, is applying classes to to the pixels. So it says that pixel is Ian's head or it's a background. And then you can have something replace all of the pixels that were flagged as background pixels with something else. And then just really quick, blurring is nothing more than just smearing the edges of whatever's in your background. So instead of having nice, clear, defined edges to things, the edge of a wall, the edge of a rug, the edge of a floorboard, instead you just have the software identify that it's the background and then smear it, replace it with pixels from around it. So it's really cool. It's It's an adaptation of machine learning. It's an adaptation of data analytics. There's an acronym, CNN, oddly enough. Convolutional neural network is part of the the technology in play here. So anyway, so it's really just algorithms that run. It's software that runs that determines whether or not each pixel in your image is part of you or part of the background. And then we can replace it if it is flagged as the background with either some pixel from another image or uh, from another video, as you said, Ian, or just, just blur it out. So I want to jump back to something you said earlier, because I, I like blurring a lot and blurring to me is not, it does remove distractions and this might be a personal problem. And I'm willing to admit that using a virtual background here and there, I get it. Things happen. You got something weird behind you. You want to hide it. Fine. People who use virtual backgrounds exclusively forever are more distracting in my mind. (laughs) What is back there? (laughs) Like, yeah, if I've worked with you for two years and I've never seen what's behind you, even once, listen, you could be talking, but I'm wondering what's behind you. (laughs) Maybe they're just on the beach. (laughs) That's right. You never know where anybody's working these days. Could be Starbucks in the background, or it could be the beach. So... I guess, like, I mean, we always kind of talk about where this is going to go. And I, uh, this is probably a simpler leap in this case in that I imagine the technology will improve. And we're also seeing some things that Cisco is doing with WebEx. They partnered with Prezi to where you can have, like, presentations be part of your video conferencing. And that, I imagine, is a similar technology. And that's a, kind of an AR filter overlay. Probably used words I shouldn't use together there. <laughs> I've seen people at Cisco have like the bottom of their WebEx now. They've created like custom like little banners for themselves. So is that where this is going? Is that our 
video collaboration presentations and communications will just get more integrated with other we'll be able to pull in more things into that and kind of be like a weatherman yep so i think two things come to mind quickly one is right now what we've described in this podcast has been essentially image editing and replacing parts of an image with something else i think the next adaptation not the next because it's already here but the next thing that will be widely adopted is is AR. So uh, we talked a little bit earlier, but we're, we're familiar with Snapchat. When you take pictures in Snapchat, you can apply a filter, which applies to the entire image. And it could be, you know, softening colors or darkening colors. There are so many, by the way. I think there was like, when I actually used Snapchat, like you beyond sending my wife pictures of our dog, there was like two filters. There have to be close to a hundred. I went in there the other day, but my, like I hit it by mistake. I have fat fingers. And exposed. Like, you went on Snapchat. Yeah, Ooh. it like started like spinning through them all, and I didn't know what I did or how to get back to just the regular photo. I just yeah. the it game out. ones are so weird. I think that must be for younger people than me because I don't understand. It's like play this game. I'm like, no, I don't want to play a game on Snapchat. Yeah, it's like a virtual. Like basically, it's like your face, and it will say like raise your eyebrows, and then like something happens, and it's like a game. And then you can like send yourself playing the game to someone else. And I'm like, I don't want anyone to see me playing this game. Oh, Nor do bowling, I want to play yeah. it. Bowling. Yeah, those are, uh, those are lenses. So that's, that's where I was going. That's the augmented reality adaptation of this technology. AR bowling you know, lens. AR bowling. Filters apply to the entire image, soften colors, change colors. But lenses in Snapchat are the AR element. So you can give yourself googly eyes or you can play the weird game where you if you raise your eye just the right way, that means you're Ariel from Little Mermaid. Like, you know, there's all these weirdo games out there, but those are all augmented reality. And back to what you were saying, Ian, that's the use in the in the WebEx world. The, the Prezi integration or the adoption of those features and doing virtual presentations and you have all the content behind you and you also have these banners that pop up and dynamic content. That's all augmented reality. So that's one. That's one thing where I think the technology is headed is more use of AR in this. The underlying technology, those the big words that I was talking about earlier, the segmentation, that is used to process images even when we're not talking about video collaboration. That technology is used to process images in autonomous cars. So as an autonomous car is driving down the road, it has a front a camera on the front and it's scanning everything in front of it and it is identifying the things in front of it as a human, as a car, as the road, as sidewalk. And so that those classes or those labels on every pixel in the image helps autonomous cars navigate. So we will continue to see the technology behind background blurring and the technology behind virtual backgrounds used in more things. Autonomous cars being one, autonomous vehicles and a warehouse being another just for collision avoidance drones that do digital imaging trying to make identifications on its own about obstructions or gas leaks things like that right now most of that footage is is reviewed by a human and a human makes a decision but we're very very close to that being widely adopted it already exists again all this stuff already exists in the real world but being widely adopted is when you know our listeners will start to see it show up so like the heads up displays in cars, I mean, you could almost integrate like a heads up car display with a video conference. Yep. I mean, yes. 
good that cars are getting cheaper. <laughs> nice segue. Yeah, speaking. We're bringing supply chain into this one. There's no supply chain issues with video filtering. That's true. That's a positive. There you go. <laughs> That's right. Everyone should use it. <laughs> yeah. No, I do think, I mean, like I said, it's crazy how quickly they've developed. It's crazy how, even like how much better they've gotten. Like, this is a product that, again, two years ago, I was like, that's pretty futuristic. And then like seven months later, it became mission critical. And suddenly everyone, every, you know, video conferencing app had their version of them. And it was like, all right, well, these are fine. Like, it's generally blocking what's behind me. I feel like I could be like running now and it's picking up where I am on WebEx. So like they've, they've come a long way quickly. Yep. The local compute power in your laptop or your phone has advanced so, so much over the years too, that we're now able to do all this like really rapid video editing on the fly. I know we've talked about that in, in other podcasts too. Just the more this, this technology, this compute technology advances, the more, cool things we can do this is one of that's a great question then i'm gonna give webex oh i'm using it i have a like a webex desk camera here so does the camera technology play a role in this yes yes (laughs) (laughs) i'm also looking at the time so let's make it quick Real photography, camera, lens, aperture, shutter speed, all that stuff. You can take a picture that looks like the background is blurred by focusing your camera on an upfront object, right? The webcams that we all use do not contain that same amount of technology. So you can't change the shutter speed on your web. I mean, there is no shutter in a webcam. You're not really changing focus, aperture, that kind of thing, although you can do some zooming. So most of the technology to make this happen is actually in the software and not in the camera itself. The higher quality cameras you get, the more features that you get, like whether or not you can manually zoom in and out with the camera or whether or not there's software to allow a digital zoom on the camera, then you start to transition some of the the processing to the device, but most of this is software. Okay. I did that in under a minute. I could have just done paragraphs on. (laughs) Listen, without you, this is just Gabby and I saying (laughs) words we know about photo, about cameras. So. (laughs) Hey, that's fine. Yeah. You're the talent on the show. (laughs) All right. Well, very cool. I'm going to go use a, maybe I'll blur my background on the next call just to celebrate this. One day, I hope that we can figure out how to make it look like I've showered when maybe I haven't. Until then. That can't be far off. Like, Snapchat will put makeup on you. There you go. It's probably coming. I just needed to look. Well, I know. I meant, like, same concept. (laughs) You got to get rid of the five o'clock shadow. It will give you new hair. (laughs) All right. I'll just point out flaws, Kyle. Have a great one. (laughs) Today's interview is brought to you by Cisco Security. Security is a top concern for all customers in a growing global market rich in recurring revenue. Don't just sell the products. Win by selling security business valuable in a scalable architectural approach with best-of-breed products and threat intelligence with Cisco. Profit from an ongoing relationship with your customers today. 